<laughs> and we're going. October 22nd, episode 5, back here at the Ozark Trail Studio. Episode 6. Fuck me. Rewind that shit back. It's so <laughs> early. And we're rolling. October 22nd, episode 6 of the Deseret MMA podcast, the number one podcast in Utah. Before we even get rolling into today's episode, let's give a huge shout out to Forrest Griffin for the intro. What's up? Forrest Griffin here, and you're watching the Desert MMA podcast, but like desert. Anyway, it is the best Utah-based podcast there is in the world ever in Utah. He definitely made that his own, for sure. Yeah, definitely butchered the name, but... Considered switching it to dessert, <laughs> but we're five episodes too late to be doing all that. I think we need to point out that we even included a pronunciation guide for him, and he still butchered it. Shout out to Forrest Griffin, though. A yeah, big shout out. Appreciate it. Definitely butchered the name, though. <clears throat> a little bit of a different setup we have today, for sure. Definitely switching it up here. I guess we can talk about We're in the chairs now, way more comfier. Oh, yeah. More, much more loose vibe here. It's after hours. It's late. <laughs> October 22nd. About 11 o'clock at night here. We got Bob over here. We got Dilbro, Johnny in the building. Bob's looking snazzy. He got really dressed up for this one because he was just so fucking oh. excited for 280. Yeah, huge card. Started way early today. Fucking early. Started at 8 local time for us over here. We did our very best attempt to just stay up all night and be awake <laughs> for when the card started. But we didn't fucking make it. I did not attempt that. I was not part of that. Kobe was not a part of that. But we tried to make it till 8 in the morning. We were unsuccessful. We made it till about 5. Woke up at 8. Turned on the fights. Fell back asleep. <laughs> woke up and got ready. And then started watching. I kind of tuned in right at the right time, though. I I walked in um, during the Nurmaga Medoff fight. Yeah, that's about when we started watching it after I got here. You know, I do not like the vibe of midday fights. <laughs> fights need to be watched at nighttime. It's so different for for a morning card. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a morning card. That's not even like a midday card. Like, that's a morning card. Well... What time was it here when the main event started? It was 12, 12 when the main event started, so that was right on midday there. What What was the last midday one? UFC Paris? Yeah, Paris was it started early. like 2, the main card started for that. Yeah, something like that. It was it was early as well. Yeah, I don't I just don't like the midday fights. But it was a fucking hell of a night of, or hell of a day of fights. Yeah, I mean, lots of good fights. It being for it being a day fight, I mean, 280 was so big that this, I mean, it was huge in Abu Dhabi, and there was and there was so much different um, cultures there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just a, a card that massive, it's it's hard for it. I, I'm curious if they lose sales on on those on these pay per views because of it. You'd think they'd have so to. Not as many people are buying a pay per view for fight in the middle of the day well i don't know how many people like wake up and they get rolling and they're doing their morning chores and whatnot and then they 
are they looking? It's like 11. The main card starts at 12. It's, I don't know if it's all worth spending 75 bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But of course I did. I mean, oh, yeah. Every For month. Sure. Give me that shit. <laughs> you know, solid, solid fight card today. We started, we started watching on a fairly good fight. We got the last half of it, I believe, about. Yeah, the last half of it, unanimous decision. So I can't, don't really have much to say about anything that come prior to that. Looks like one judge gave it to him 30-27, and then two, mm-hmm. the other two 29-28. But then, I mean, we jumped right into the Nikita Krylov and Vulcan Ozdemir fight, and that was a hell of a fight. Yeah, I missed most of that fight, but you and you and Zach watched that. Shout out, Zach. Shout out, big old Zach. Beast of a man. Shout out to Camden. Shout out to Ned. All the boys are getting shout outs tonight. Just good to be around good people. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, we don't get all of us together all that often. So it's just so nice when we all do get, get together, especially on these big cards. Yeah, it was good to see Ned. And Ned doesn't get out much. But, I mean, the Vulcan-Ozdemir fight, I, I didn't think that that fight was going to make it to a decision, especially after the first round. Uh, Ozdemir come out, and he come out swinging. Krylov was kind of all over the place, and he was hurting him, tagging up Krylov. Dropped him, I think, at one point. And then Krylov ended up, towards the end of the first round, dropping him. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know how you score that. For, that's what I said when we were watching. Is I don't know how you even score something like that. But one of the it judges looks gave, like Krylov significantly outstruck Ozdemir. So I'm curious how much of those were on the ground. Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be interesting to see. Nine minutes and 17 seconds of control time. Control time for Krylov. Yeah, seven takedowns compared to one for Oz, seven of Ozdemir. twenty takedown attempts. Yeah. One well, submission attempt. It wasn't super accurate with the takedowns, but did get seven of them. So. A lot of takedowns to yeah, shoot. Yeah, he was shooting. I don't know if I could shoot 20 takedowns <laughs> in one round, or not in, in a 15-minute span. You huffing and puffing. For sure. That then was we, a good fight. Yeah, that was a good one, and we move on to Muradov versus... Baralo. Baralo. is a beast, man. I watched him in his contender series fight. I've kind of been following him in his whole his whole journey into the UFC so far. He was on there twice and ended up getting KO in a minute and 41 seconds in the first round the second time he went on the contender series. And then now he's officially 3-0 in the UFC. Three unanimous decision wins. He's about ready to make the jump. Middleweight, it's stacked division. It's a division that also needs new blood. Mm-hmm. Where do you think? Who do you think he fights next? You got a prediction on that for us? Hmm. Check out the middleweight. If if he was to get a ranked fight. Brad Tavares, or I actually was thinking Chris Curtis, but. Fought three times this year. Yeah, been very busy. Yeah, he's been busy. Completely undefeated in the UFC and Contender Series. He's excited. Yeah, he's he's moving on quick. 
Brad Tavares got a fight. I, I can't remember if we talked about that. I don't even remember who he's fighting. At the rate he's fighting that, he'll be ready to go first to next year. Yeah. It seems like he likes to fight a lot, too. Shout out to Julian, too. Apparently, Big she, shout wanted out to to, Julian. she wanted to come and say what's up. The Bilal Muhammad fight was... That was a hell of a fight. That was that was a pretty good fight. That's another one I didn't catch very much of. I missed I missed parts of that one for sure. Bilal Muhammad for sure impressed me tonight. Bilal Muhammad is someone that's I mean seven seven and zero oh and one, so he hasn't lost in his last eight fights. He had that no contest mm-hmm. with Leon Edwards with the eye poke. He was calling for Colby Covington after his last win. You think he? I mean. He did just get pretty good win there. It was but, really. I don't know who he would fight next because that, Dana White said he's for sure gonna try to make uh, Colby Covington and Kamzat Chimaev for uh, the UFC card in England in March. That would be super interesting. It, it, puts, it puts the winner of that fight right on the same schedule. The winner of the Usman Edwards rematch to fight for the title next. That's definitely a, a title eliminator fight. Mm-hmm. Just like today. Yep, just like in the Bantamweight division. Yep. We'll get to that, too. You get the title fight, and then the next contender for the title right on the same card. Puts a perfect schedule. He could fight Gilbert Burns. That'd be a hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. I don't think Gilbert Burns has a, a match right now. Jeff Neal had a fight. Who's Jeff Neal fighting? Vicente Luque. No, that was his last fight. Jeff Neal's climbing. Beat Neil Magny. Beat Ponsonibo. Beat Luque. Jeff Neal's the real deal. Lost Wonderboy. Sean Brady, I mean, 15-0. I think ranked 8 going into that fight. Welterweight, it's a tough, it's a tough ass division too. Mm-hmm. He's looking, he came out looking pretty good. wasn't looking bad at all. No, he wasn't. Brady looked good. I know Wonder Boys booked up with Kevin Holland. Shavkat is booked up. Who's he fighting? He's fighting someone big. What is Jorge Masvidal going to do? Who? I mean, I think he's going through some shit he's, with Colby Covington right now, but... He keeps calling out Edwards, and Edwards pretty much said he's not going to fight him unless Jorge begs for it. Which, I, I wouldn't say he's begging, but he's definitely advocating to get that yeah, fight. Yeah, he's keeping his name up there. He's just trying to stay relevant. He's kind of on a slide and trying to stay relevant. The beef is there with him and Leon Edwards, but what is Jorge in his last couple of fights? It does, he doesn't deserve a shot at the title. No, he doesn't. Problem. No. I, I don't think so. And he slided Edwards on when Edwards was trying to make his way back up for a title fight. He did. Edwards has been was calling for that fight forever. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I was Leon, I personally wouldn't take the fight. No, I don't think he does. I no, think it's not. He's gonna fight um, 
Usman in March, and mm-hmm. then he'll fight the winner of. If he beats Usman, then he would fight the winner of Kamza and Colby Covington. Oh man, that's a, that's gonna be an absolutely banger of a card. Oh, yeah. It'd be sweet if we could see that all play out next year. John Brady, fifteen and one now. Well, so last fight was Kiesa, then Jake Matthews, Bla Muhammad. He could fight a the a, a Vicente Luque, or I'm honestly Sean Brady and Jorge Masvidal makes sense. I'm I'm sure Sean Brady's gonna drop to nine to nine or ten, and Jorge will probably slide up to twelve because of that. So. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad fight. That wouldn't be a bad fight. I know Jorge probably isn't all that eager to go fight another wrestler right now. No, probably not. But <laughs> and and I don't think Sean Brady's going to come out and take him down and and do. But really, I, who do you see taking a Jorge fight? Really, I think I. I think Gilbert Burn Burns would take a Jorge fight. Vincent Vicente Luque definitely would. That makes sense, but Sean Brady and Vicente Luque would be a hell of a fight. All right, well, that wraps up the prelims. We can get get into the first fight here on the main card with uh, Caitlin Chikugin versus Manon Fierot. It's know. French. Yeah, I'm not French. Furiot. Furiot. I don't know. I was kind of a letdown. I think we both had Chikagian going into that. and we had Chikagian winning that fight. I actually, <laughs> it was a piss poor night for me. <laughs> for my predictions, at least. I went one for four in, in all of the main card. I went two for five. Or Let's see, there was... There's five. Five fights, so I went two for five. One for five. I'd like to get way more accurate at that. It was... I mean, there was a... This this whole card was so big. And and when you're at... I mean, when you're at the top of the level like these guys are, I mean, that's... You could just have an off nine. I mean, and you're going to lose. I mean, if you guys fought ten times, I mean, the the likely result of it to be ten out of ten times for any of these top 15 fighters when they're fighting each other... It's just not all that likely that one's mm-hmm. gonna dominate ten out of ten times. Anything can happen with four ounce gloves, and when you're throwing shins around and you're fucking elbowing people in the fucking face, yep, it can it can go anyway, any given night. That that was know. a good fight. Chukagian definitely got around. Mm-hmm. Fiorit definitely got got the best got story. The best story yep. Unanimous decision on Unanimous. that one. 28-29 for all the judges there. Benil Darius versus Martezius Gamrot. That was a hell of a fight. I did have Gamrot coming in. I also had Gamrot. One judge gave Gamrot around, but everyone else saw it. 30-27 for Benil Darius. Benil Darius definitely earned a lot more. I, he really impressed me tonight. He, his grappling is high level. I mean, that's... He's a fucking hell of a grappler, man. Mm-hmm. The 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 fucking positions that he was putting Gamrot in. Yeah, some of those were crazy. You didn't even know what he was trying to do. 
when the the you the as the broadcast was playing like the tweets on the side of the screen and everyone was saying like 20 to 18 camera and i was like that's not how i'm i'm seeing this fight yeah and then he hit camera out with a fuck of a shot i can't remember what round that was in but he fucking sat him down hard darius he darius is he's probably who should fight for the title next in the lightweight division but obviously it's going to be volkanovsky to mm, try to become double be champ but i mean i don't know who who darius would fight next he, i mean he's so close to that title shot who was it i thought we were set given a name earlier today Maybe you weren't. I can't remember now. I mean, he. I mean, not to jump in too far, but he could fight Oliveira. You think? For, you think Oliveira yeah. goes down and they fight there? I think that was definitely be, possible. I think that would be a title eliminating fight. Definitely possible. Yeah, Darius is. He's the real deal, man. Darius is a beast. And it's this fight. I think is going to put a lot more respect on his name, and mm-hmm. especially on a big, huge pay per view like this. Like a lot more eyes on him. Mm-hmm. It was a big event too. It was a huge fucking event. Card of the year for sure. With mm-hmm. with Dana White confirming that John Jones is not returning this year. Huge bummer. This, this is the biggest card of the year. For sure. In, in my opinion, especially it, since they all went off. There was no one that had to drop out. It was. Yep, it, everything went accordingly. Yeah. Volk, even the, as the backup fighter for the main event, made weight. He said that he received a phone call, and they were talking to him about like making sure he was on track to making weight. Yeah, there was a lot of speculation that Oliveira was either just not going to show up or wasn't going to make weight. I don't even know where that came from. Like The whole time, there had been lots of speculation about that fight not well, going through. I saw something saying that Oliveira made weight the night before. Like that he had yeah. gotten down to one fifty five the night yeah. before. Ended up weighing both men ended up weighing in at one fifty four and a half for the title fight. Then we can jump right into it. The man the himself. Meat and potatoes here. Meat and the potatoes right here. Get your fucking handkerchief ready. Shit's about to get messy. <laughs> Peter Yan versus Sean O'Malley controversial decision here fucking hell of a fight absolutely fucking hell of a fight i was on edge the entire time oh yeah oh yeah you know you can tell that was the hardest fight sean's ever had by far sure he's never been in deep waters like that before no he's never fought someone near peter's skill i mean so that was a split decision 28 29 29 28 28 29 for sean there so the the swing round ended up being round one which for some reason we i need to watch it back again and maybe my opinion will change but i think in the moment i thought round three was the swing round for me i kind of did too i thought sean o'malley won round one he got taken down a couple of times but he definitely outstruck him landed bigger strikes and then he snuck in a takedown they didn't credit him with the takedown that he got at the end of that first. I think he took him down. I don't remember it good enough to, to they said, say. They said 0 for 1. So he, I I give him round 1. And then obviously round 2 comes out. Sean O'Malley hits Peter Yan with, with a couple of big shots. And he's in and out of the pocket. But he's not stepping back and getting out of danger. He's in and out. 
hitting mm-hmm. him. And then Peter Jan just bites down on the mouthpiece and throws a fucking haymaker over the oh, top yeah. and just fucking dropped Sean. And Sean's face after that, you he he'd never been hit like when, that before when, in his when life. When Jan jumped on top of him and swung him around, I just could see the look on Sean's face oh, that he yeah. had it. I mean, he was. Sean was, and he got up a couple of times. I was worried round, for him I was for a so minute worried. after he, that look on he his was, face. It, he was rock. He was. He seemed rocked like the entire second round. Mm-hmm. So I, so I gave it uh, the second round to Yon. So I had it one one going into the third, and the third was a competitive round. I mean, really. I mean, this is the top. This is the top two or three strikers in the division mm-hmm. with Sean O'Malley and Peter Yon. Corey Sandhagen probably is the other one that fits in there somewhere. I don't know the exact order to arrange it, but I mean those guys are the best strikers in this division. And and that was a hell of a fight, man. And and then Sean O'Malley hit that fucking knee in the third round and split open Peter. Oh yeah, he was bleeding. That cut was crazy. Especially when he started squeezing him a little bit when they were on the ground. Uh-huh. When they were on the ground and Peter was on top of Sean and the blood, you could see it squirting out on Sean's arm. Oof. A lot of people ever have been seeing it all over. This is probably the most, like, I've seen someone, after a fight, seen this much talk about robbery. I'm seeing everywhere that that Sean O'Malley, or that Peter Yan got robbed of a win. You know, going into this the, the decision, I could see it going either way, but I, I, I way had it going well. Peter's way in my I mind. I was the only one out of the six of us in that room that said Sean O'Malley's going to win this. Special. I, I said it. I said this is going to be split decision win. It doesn't get much closer in a fight where you're, where you're talking about the number one scoring criteria in damage versus the number two, and that's control. So I, 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 and I, if it went to Peter Yan, I wouldn't have been mad. It could have easily gone to Peter Yan. That was mm-hmm. such a good fight, and I, I need to watch that back tonight for sure. Yeah. When you look at the stats, they were about on par with total strikes. Peter had 97. Sean had 91. Significant strikes, though. Sean had 84. Peter only had 58. Yeah. You know, so. Five minutes, 44 seconds of yeah. control time, which how much. I wish I could see this on ESPN where it break it down by round. I'm curious. I mean, he was on the ground for like four minutes in the you second gotta say round. Three to four minutes is the second round. But controlled over a third of the fight. Yeah, in total. Compared to Sean's two seconds of control time. See, I wonder when he got those two seconds of control time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that was. Up against the fence. Six takedowns out of 13 for Peter. Zero for one on Sean. No submission attempts for either of them. It was a really good fight. Sean O'Malley is yet to be tested like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, he showed more in this fight than he has in all of his other fights, for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially against the number one contender, someone that, in my eyes, has beaten the current champion. That's, it's, it, it means, the, I mean, it shows the world where he's really at. And, and something I noticed is Dana White had said before, the winner of that fight will fight for the belt. Mm-hmm. And he did then, say that, and then, then kind the of backslid on the it. Post post, fight, post fight press conference, someone asked him, and he's like, well, I don't make fights the night of yeah he kind of backpedaled there a little bit so we'll see what happens i don't know who else marab's not gonna fight aljamain no it'll most likely be sean but dana was backpedaling a little bit i don't know 
Then on to the co-main event, Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. I was really excited for this fight, and we didn't get the showing that I think this fight would have been with a healthy TJ Dillashaw. No, TJ Dillashaw came out early in this fight and dislocated his shoulder. Was it his shoulder? Yeah, his shoulder. He said that it happened in camp like back in, he might have said April or March, which is a really long time ago, but he said it probably is dislocated about 20, yeah. it dislocated about 20 times through camp. But he just couldn't turn down this fight. I don't know how the the medical staff didn't pick up on that. But he had he had actually spoke to Mark because the refs will meet with the fighters, the ones mm-hmm. that are going to be for their fight before, and they'll talk about what their what their commands and signals mean. And he had said to him, you know, hey, my shoulder's probably going to pop out in this fight. Please don't stop it. Mm-hmm. And Mark Goddard didn't, but he said something to him a couple of times and actually had the doctor come in for a second, but he he didn't really hang around. You could see yeah. when his coach put his shoulder back in after the first round. He ate some shots in that first round, man. Aljamain controlled him. I mean, he was working on one without one shoulder, but Aljamain dominated that whole Absolutely fight. Absolutely dominated it. I mean, he landed 70 strikes in that first round just on the ground exchange. I mean, when your shoulder pops out, though, and the first half of the first round, dude, you're kind of screwed. A, he does a fucking savage, he dude. Is. He's I a mean, fucking savage, His coach man. popped it back in for him in between the first and second yeah, round. It was like a relief. He started then, shaking it around. Yeah. And then in the second round, he was pulling on it, it looked like, trying, trying to get to, it trying back. Trying to get it yeah. back in himself. That's tough, man. Aljamain Sterling ends up winning by TKO. Absolutely dominated that fight. Dominated it, man. And Aljamain, and, I, and it was on one shoulder, but I mean, I was even more impressed with the way that Aljamain Sterling went mm-hmm. tonight. Would have won, I think, a healthy TJ. I think TJ. he might have won as well. Would have beat a healthy TJ, I think, still. I still, yeah, I agree. I think that Aljamain Sterling still would have won yeah, that. dominated that fight. 148 total strikes to 13. 72 significant strikes to 8 on TJ. Let's see. Seven minutes of control time. Five takedowns. Two submission attempts. I mean, just dominated the whole fight, top to bottom. Yeah, I, and TJ came out on the mic and he said he apologized for holding up the division. Yeah, and and I I I thought maybe when he took off his gloves that he might call it, but yeah, it kind of seemed that way. He's the kind of guy that said something along the lines of, "If you're not, if you don't think that you can be the champ, then then why then why would you keep fighting?" Mm-hmm. So, I think he's gonna give it one more. I think he'll give it one more run, one more run at the title. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him retire here in the next little while. Kind of the same way as. Jose Aldo? Yeah. Yep. He didn't want to make a decision right then. Yeah. A spontaneous decision. Wouldn't be surprised to see it here in the next little while. Maybe he fights one more time. Maybe he tries to go out on a win, too. Yeah. Just to know that he retired at that at the top top level. Mm-hmm. We get into the main event now, man. It's a heartbreaker, man. It was tough to watch, but also very entertaining to watch. I think I think we need to update the listeners on one thing real quick. With Aljo's win in that fight, I won me and Garrett's bet. He got a little too confident in himself. I had to take a hundred bucks from him and to, you know, put his ego in the right spot. It happens. Anything can happen in four ounce gloves. I also lost twice of that last two of the three of that parlay bet yeah. that we made. Islam Makachev come out and put the pressure and put the hurt in on Charles Oliveira. And 
Charles Oliveira is an absolute assassin, man. That's the that's the the boogeyman that kills the boogeyman. <laughs> like he he seemed real comfortable in Abu Dhabi. He did seem. He seemed real comfortable. Very comfortable there. Press conference was the king of Abu Dhabi. You know the Lion King, bro. He's there walking a mm-hmm. fucking tiger. Crazy. He seemed comfortable. I thought for sure. I thought for sure he'd come in and just dominate that fight. He seemed comfortable in Abu Dhabi. Seemed to lose. Seemed ready to go. Oh yeah, for sure. He he said after that fight that he's never been hit like that before. He said it's the hardest he's ever been hit. When he got dropped, man. I, so the first round went and Islam controlled him on the ground like he said that he was going to do. I did not think Islam was going to be able to control Charles like that. I thought Charles would throw up a little bit more submission attempts off his back. So when when the first round ended and Islam took that round, I wasn't even tripping even remotely. I, I it's a twenty five minute fight. Oliver's got twenty five minutes of cardio mm-hmm. in him for sure. So I wasn't even worried about it. And that second round, man, I mean, Islam is fucking scary good. That dude is he scary is fucking very good. Very good, very good. They, they there's something different in the fucking water over there in, in Dagestan. <laughs> I, don't, I want some of that fucking water. I bet it's not even fucking legal to have that kind of water inside of the United States. Probably not. You saw, you saw it would get you if you're I drinking can't believe that water. Yeah, that fucking water's got to be pissing hot with yeah, USADA. Yeah, for sure. Charles Oliveira throws like a jumping keep kick or a jumping front kick. On the way down, gets caught with a hook from Islam. Sat down. Islam jumps right on him, right into that fucking... What did it end up being? Tri- arm triangle. Mm-hmm. And Charles tapped, man. He hasn't fucking... I mean... You know, I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't get punched in the face before getting put in that arm triangle. And I didn't feel the pressure of that. But it seemed like he tapped kind of early. He tapped pretty quick on it, I feel like. I agree. It was pretty, it was pretty quick. But, we, I mean, we weren't down there getting our fucking yeah, necks closed yeah. after mm-hmm. getting hit with some of that shit. He hasn't lost since 2017, man. 12-fight win streak. I think it might have been the the or eleven fight win streak. It was the longest active I think in the UFC. I mean that was a statement win from Volk, from uh, Makachev, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And he's on now to fight. He's on Volk eleven. Not, yep. Volk in, in Australia. In Australia, yep. he Volk come into the arena. Dana White had said that Volk would fight next between the mm-hmm. winner of Oliveira and Makachev. Oliver said that he wants to get back in there quick and fight again to get back to the title, and I think that he will. I think he'll give it one more run at it. I mean, he's not not getting much younger. What is Oliver? 30 some. 33. Islam is 30. I thought Islam was like 28 or 29. It'll be interesting to see. Where who they match Oliveira up against next, and how far they slide him Dude, after that? I'm not against an Oliveira and Chandler too. You could do that on a. I mean, obviously Chandler's a pay per view star, and so is Oliveira. But I mean, and I'm interested to see if Oliveira fights again on a pay per view, or if he'll take a main event for a fight night. I think it'll be a pay per view. Darius, I I think it, Oliveira and Darius could be a title eliminator fight, but. I mean, with Volk, it, and it always does this with the double champs. It kind of 
lags at the division a little bit. Volkanovski is mm-hmm. a very active fighter, and he said that he can definitely um, keep both divisions flowing very nicely. And I and I do think mm-hmm. that he can if he finds a way to beat Islam Makhachev. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't Dana say today there won't be an interim belt? No, yeah. Someone asked Dana White if they were going to do an interim belt while Volk fought for lightweight belt, and Dana's like, no, we we need to stay away from all these interim belts. And, and just do it the, the the traditional fashioned way where you fight for the title. It'll be interesting one, one to title. see if Dana sticks to that. We should stay away from that because I think I think you have an interim belt coming in for France if Francis Ngannou doesn't fight soon. But if John Jones isn't coming back this year, I'm curious when when Francis Ngannou is good to go and if he wants to be good to go. If he wants to fight John Jones, it's such a super fight, man. I. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they could maybe try to get that done for February. Because I know March is taken for England, and John Jones isn't going to fight on a card that he's not the main event of. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to fight outside of the United States. No, you'd probably see him come back to the United States. I'm fight. curious when it is when they're going to Austra- Australia. Is that February? I don't know when that is. March is England. March is England. February or April. January, I think, is Brazil. Sweet to get back to Brazil. Where's that in December? Vegas. Vegas. Excuse me. Yawning and shit over here. Peter yawning. <laughs> <laughs> I might just come up with some. Going back to that Peter Yawn, Sean O'Malley fight, it was interesting to see how Sean handled the pressure of Peter. Man, I don't, I mean... Like Sean O'Malley can fight off his back foot really fucking good. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Peter Yan closed the distance immediately that first round. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. really he didn't, he had Sean O'Malley on his back foot, but to the point where he had the cage behind him, he didn't really have anywhere yeah. to go. Yan controlled the center of the octagon and was For putting sure. constant pressure on O'Malley like sure. right off the bat. It was, cool. it was interesting to watch him handle that. Fuck, what Something he never faced. What a good Four. what a good day of fights, dude! Worth every fucking minute of the pay per view. If you if you didn't buy it and you're waiting, you're just gonna wait the two weeks. Go fucking buy it. That card was absolutely amazing. Solid solid card. Amazing card. For sure, card Stacked. of the year. Card of the year for sure. And I and we'll we'll have an end of the year um, award ceremony <laughs> on the podcast, and that'll most likely be card of the year. I don't think there's much debate between the two of us on that one. No, probably not. Glad that Sean O'Malley's now one oh and one inside of the Ozark Trail Studios watching it here. His first fight that we watched here was the Pedro Munoz fight. I mean obviously Sean O'Malley ended up winning that fight. I mean it was ruled a no contest, but he won that fight. I mean I don't know who Pedro's fighting and Sean O'Malley just went up and fought the number one ranked guy in the division. So and beat him at that. There's a fight that I had something to say about, and I don't, I don't remember now. Oh well, I guess it wasn't important. Must not have been. Next weekend we got good fights too. We got fight night coming up. Calvin Cater and Arnold Allen. Can't remember where that one's at. Arnold Allen's a savage dude. Fucking from the UK over there. Featherweight, I mean, his fight against Dan Hooker was fucking bonkers. I mean, he came out and put a fucking whooping on Dan Hooker. It was, I mean, Dan Hooker is a savage. 
it looks like next week we've got UFC Fight Night, Qatar versus Allen at the cater. UFC C- Cater. Whoops, yep. my bad. You're good. UFC Apex. At the Apex back in yep. Vegas. It'll be, it'll be good to get back from, from Abu Dhabi and, you know, 11 to 18 hour. I can't remember what the flight was. All the way back to fucking Vegas and back to normal time. Maybe go somewhere with a crowd. Come on. It's so electric with the crowd, man. But the Apex is so beautiful. And I think that they'll always use the Apex. I think it's they so will, easy. But so easy to I put don't on. Care Easier for to put I on don't care for there. the Apex at all. Tim Meads and Max Griffin. It's a good fight. Jared Vandera fights. I see him on TikTok all the time. Wait. Josh Fremd is a fucking savage versus Treshawn Gore, too. Treshawn Gore was on the Ultimate Fighter. Me and Coltrane watched that season. Dang. Week. Big American card here. I did not know Treshawn Gore was fucking 0-2 in the UFC since. Lost to Br- Oh, yeah, he did lose to Brian Ban. Or battle and that was in the finale. Brian Battle's a fucking savage, and he made his welterweight debut against um, Sato, and he came out. I think forty-four seconds in, fucking knocked his ass out. Pulling up the stats on that. Brian Battle. Only seven strikes landed and he knocked him out. Brian Battle's a fucking savage. Well, let's fight tonight. There's a couple of... It's actually going to be a good, another good weekend. Dustin Jacoby, he's right there. And Roundtree Jr. is a, a fucking savage. And that guy is good on the mic. And he's got a good story and a good personality too. Phil Hawes is on that card. Andre Arvlovsky... Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper's a Ben Askren's son. He, I don't know if you've seen that clip, but Chase Hooper has like an afro like Ben Askren. Mm-hmm. And he went up to Jorge Masvidal at like a meet and greet. And he's like, why'd you do that to my dad? <laughs> like, Who's your dad? He's like, Ben Askren. He's like, no way. <laughs> I'm actually a big fan of Chase Hooper. He's been bulking too. Couple of losses. We've got a couple little news things we can touch on. Hmm. Robert Whitaker, Paul Costa announced. That's for a big fucking 284. fight. Man. We just talked about that. About that, maybe maybe that they could they would match up against each other. Yeah, we did, and that it's official. Two eighty four. Ma- we Wait, could be matchmakers. Is two eighty four in? February. February. So that's but the Australia That's card? the Australia, so they're going to Australia okay. in February. February. And that's going to be sweet. I wonder if they get Tai Tuivasa on that card. That would be good. Tai Tuivasa made an appearance up, tonight I, yes, with a shoe. We had a Volk shoe. Volk hawked a big-ass <laughs> fucking booty, too. And disgusting. Spit it right in that fucking shoe. Absolutely disgusting. No fucks to give. Um, Patty the Batty added to 282. In December? Yep, in December. In Vegas. Yep. Who the fuck was he fighting? I think. Uh, Jared Gordon. 
Yeah, Am Flash Gordon. Yep, yep, Jerry Gordon, Flash Gordon. That's a good fucking test fight too. Flash Gordon's a beast. Oliveira knocked him out on his win streak. And then Bo Nickel officially Bo out of UFC 282. With undisclosed injury. Undisclosed injury. It was reported he was supposed to be back for March 285. Fuck! I hope before that get it, send him send him to fucking Brazil. I know. I was surprised on how quick he was gonna make his debut. He says he wants to fight a lot. Yeah. So fuck, send him in January. That sets him up. He could if he wanted to go with the Kevin Holland approach. That's how you do it. You start in January and you can fight five, fucking five times. Finish off your first contract in one year. I don't know what he ended up signing, but probably a four or five fight contract, and then re-sign and start next year at a much higher fucking pay. I think I think it's two. Don't they come out of the contender series with a two fight contract? I think it varies. I don't. I don't. I don't oh, know if it's okay. a. Maybe it is a standard one. Because then I it's thought like, it was like a test, like just a test two fight contract. I don't know. I could be wrong. Could be speaking on my ass there. Um. Was it Bo Nickel that was saying he wants to be champ by 2024? Or is that Joe Pfeiffer? I think it was Bo Nickel. I don't know. I don't know if I ever heard that. Well, if he wants to be champ by 2024, he's got to get some fights going. Um, I think that's about it for news that stuck out this week. What was your fight of the night tonight? Let's, Fight go, let's, of go, the night. let's go through our performance Ooh. bonuses for tonight. Let's go through uh, submission of the night, knockout of the night, and fight of the night. Submission of the night. Let me get back to the card here. I can go first if you want. Yeah, go ahead with, with your fight of the Mikhaev, night. Mohamed Mikhaev, that dude's a fucking savage, bro. Flyweight in that division where, I mean, we're having Moreno and Figueredo for the fourth time. We need some new names and new prospects up there. Rod Dog, Roy Val, he's fucking up there, but... Mikhaev comes out with a third round arm bar. I think it was an arm bar. That's your fight of the yep. night. I no, no, no. That's my submission of the night. Oh, okay. Uh, KO of the night, I think. Probably Muhammad, man. I think Muhammad gets my knockout of the night. And my fight of the night, I agree with the UFC and the, with Deshaun O'Malley and Peter on that fight was crazy back and forth. We recorded our reactions. I don't think that they'll air. They might at some point air on some sort of a montage. We may throw them on this video. Somewhere. May throw it on Who knows? somewhere. Who we'll knows? see. Um, let's see. So I did not watch the Muhammad Makayev fight, so I cannot say that's my submission of the it night. It's the only submission of the night, though, so it is. Oh, uh, I guess not. The main event is on. Is on Makachev gets an arm triangle submission. That's my submission of the night, unfortunately. Um, knockout of the night. Probably got to go with the Blah Muhammad. It's really the one that jumps off. Yeah, jumps off the board. Yeah, definitely. I'll agree with you on that one, and then. I'm gonna agree with you on your fight of the night, Peter Young versus Sean O'Malley. Best fight of the night, absolutely. Fuck, it was back and forth, man. Especially with O'Malley in my eyes taking round one, and then Young taking round two. That third, I mean, I was fucking pretty much shaking going into that third round. Mm -hmm. I think if T.J. Dillashaw would have been healthy, didn't have those shoulder issues, Fuck, that fight would have been that would have been so a great fight. Would have been a great fight. I'm curious if Sean O'Malley gets that title shot, and if not, who he would fight. 
I think he gets it. I, I think so, I too. I don't know that there's Fuck, any Alex really Sterling above him. And, I don't know. and Sean O'Malley would be a fucking hell of a fight, oh, yeah. man. That's one we got to see. That That's the fight, the fucking fight to make. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any debate in that. That's the fight to make. Mm-hmm. He beat the number. What else is it supposed to mean if you beat the number one ranked guy? I think that means that you fight for the title. Yeah. I think I think we'll see that. That that'll be a big fight too. Big money fight there. Huge fucking money fight. Al, I saw in Aljamain's uh post fight press conference, he said that he's get the weight cut to one thirty five is not easy. He makes it look easy, but it's not easy and that he doesn't know how much longer he's willing to cut to one thirty five. So we may see him move up we or may. retire. No, move I don't, up or retire. I don't think retire, but move, move up, up. Move up. One forty five. Yeah. I mean, that's folk, man. It's, Mac, it's like watching Aljamain Sterling go against Max Holloway. Hard to see that go any other way than Holloway. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting to see. We'll have to see if that happens. For sure, man. I fucking love the UFC. There's never been a. I I, I I'll say this all the time, man. There's never been a better time than right now to be a fan. In the UFC, there's so much shit going on, such high level competitions. I mean, these cards are fucking bonkers. 281. I mean, we'll get yeah. to that here in a couple we weeks. Just but wrapped up 280 and get a look forward to 281. 281's not that far away. November 12th. I mean, what are we? Three? Is that three weeks? Two weeks? Three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Holy shit, dude! What a fucking good year of fights, man. It's. I love the fucking UFC. I love to watch this shit. That'll be. That'll be a good night of fights for sure. Well, as we slowly start coming up to the end of this podcast, I just like, again, shout out to Forrest Griffin for helping us get the intro to this podcast. Butchered the name, but we appreciate it still. He just threw his own spin on it. I, I really it. thought we really thought it. maybe dessert is a better, the dessert MMA podcast is we a better name. We didn't. Don't listen to him. We didn't think that even for a second. Maybe. No. Um, I got a shout out. It's a little, little overdue, I think. Shout out to STN Hosh for the intro outro music. Shout out to STN Hosh. Yeah. That dude's fucking. Go check out his music on Spotify. Yeah, go check it out. I only say Spotify because that's the only thing I listen to music on. <laughs> it's on. I think it's on Apple Music. It's on YouTube, SoundCloud. I, think anywhere that you can fucking listen to music stn hosh is on there check us out on any pot on most platforms we got tiktok at deseret underscore mma instagram at deseret underscore mma twitter at deseret underscore mma youtube obviously you're watching this on youtube probably I'm a or, big I'm a big podcast watcher. Or maybe maybe you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just might be, you might be from Belgium listening to this podcast already have it downloaded before you listen to it shout out to the listener from belgium shout out to the boy from belgium all every episode we our day one fan day one fan day one fan i think they were the first download on the audio platforms i hope you guys had a snazzy day a snazzy night i hope your dreams come true in the next 24 hours Thank you guys so much for listening. I, I'm I'm your host, Garrett Kimball. Of course, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Kobe Mooney. This is the Desiree MMA podcast, the number one Utah-based podcast in all of Utah. And that's not for debate. Forrest Griffin said it's in all of the world. Yeah. 
for fucks, this is this is this is the best podcast. If you want to listen to MMA, this is where you stop to listen to it. For sure. And if you're not on it now, you're gonna want to get on it soon because this fucking hype train's just getting rolling. We're just choo choo, and we're out. Thank you for watching and listening. Like, like, comment, subscribe, or leave a rating.